Welcome to Day 249 and Shaped by the Word. I am Paul Camp here with Cindy Camp and David Keefe. And uh, we continue through the Gospel of, of Matthew. And of course, you can see in the Gospels, you know, the rising tension, you know, from Jesus' early ministry where people are deeply impressed with how he speaks and the things that he does. And he comes into conflict with uh, the religious establishment of those who. Uh, who were in control of you know the religious life of the community? He challenges them, and you can see the tension rising. And of course, you see it uh, rising in Matthew as well. And so we experience you know some of that tension here in chapter twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, before we read, let me offer this moment to the Lord. Father, thank you so much for the beauty of Scripture. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. And as uh, we read a couple of days ago, that you have. Uh, send us out like sheep among wolves that we will live in hard times where there'll be a lot of wedges drawn because of the gospel Uh, we thank you father for the vision of who you are and how you walk with dignity and grace through the the very same challenge Uh, we thank you for your word we thank you for the vision of righteousness we see in you but more than anything we thank you for the invitation to receive righteousness from you it's in your holy name we pray amen At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields, and I'm reading in Matthew chapter 12, and just in case we haven't said that. Mm-hmm. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered them, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he is in, he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priest. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on the Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath, and yet are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath." Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any one of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath." And then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love and whom I delight. I'll put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name, the nations will put their hope. Beautiful passage from Isaiah, or a compilation of mm-hmm. passages or quotes, you know, from Isaiah. And of course, we, you know, read in chapter eleven or at the end of chapter eleven, you know, I am gentle and lowly in heart. And of course, you also find this as a description of the servant, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Isaiah, a bruised reed he he will not break. If he walks along and sees a blade of grass that 
and it kind of looks like it's on its last leg. He's not going to kind of kick it, you know, or knock it over in a smoldering wick. Or just the last, you know, little bit of the flame there. He's not going to wet his fingers and mm-hmm. make sure it's totally extinguished. Uh, that he he comes to restore and to heal mm-hmm. and, and and to bring life. And that's the heart of the Father that we're seeing here in this passage, which is is so cool to see. Is and maybe Matthew's doing this on purpose, but you know, one commentary I was looking at said it's kind of interesting that we get to find that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath in chapter twelve directly. How after how chapter eleven ends when we see Jesus saying, "You know, come to me, mm-hmm. and I'll give you rest." And the Sabbath obviously is about mm-hmm. rest, and then we see that that rest is found in, in Christ, mm-hmm. right? He's the ultimate mm-hmm. rest that we can receive. And so I love seeing just kind of how Matthew's piecing these things, yeah. these images together for us. And in five, I love it too, because I hadn't seen this before, but it's so beautiful. It says, or haven't you read in the law that the priest on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I was like, he is the Sabbath. He is our great high priest. He is the the temple. He is all those things, you know, and I thought, yes, he and he is innocent. But um, or, or, or more, you know, or more beautifully, he's doing the true work of a priest, yeah. you know, restoring, you know, restoring mm-hmm. people. You know, in relationship with God, and He's fulfilling you know the true vision mm-hmm. of the Sabbath and the true vision, you know, of the of the temple. So all of those you know all of those images you know come together, and that is mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, I really love the connection you made between you know eleven mm-hmm. and, and, and twelve. Yeah. That the purpose of the Sabbath is uh, restorative and and not you know not a not a not a discipline, not a duty, mm-hmm. you know, not a burden. Mm-hmm. As you go back, you know, chapter eleven, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, uh, and, and learn from me. And of course, this is part of the vision. Yeah, no, I think I read once. You know, the law is intended to to serve God's people, not God's people just necessarily to you know serve mm-hmm. the law. And even when you go back to like Leviticus, you know, like nineteen and, mm-hmm. and even twenty two. We I guess that's where God kind of instructs people to leave some extra grain. You know. Because he has this huge heart for the poor and the hungry and mm-hmm. the forgotten and the stranger and the foreigner, right? And then, so we see the Pharisees kind of manipulating God's law to kind of squish the heart of God. But in the heart of God's always been, no, like, mm-hmm. let's care for these people because that's who I am. And we get to see some of that here, which is really cool. And, and there's, you know, there's a subtle difference, you know, between the way that Jesus is leading us into the fulfillment of the law and the way the Pharisees right. envision fulfilling the law. Uh, the Pharisees saw the law as a, you know, set, sets of rules and regulations by which they could earn favor before God mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, come into his presence and receive blessing, you know, from him. And, and of course, Jesus is, you know, I, I like the way, you know, Sally Lloyd-Jones says it in her introduction, you know, to the Jesus Storybook Bible. He said some people, you know, go to scripture for a bunch of, you know, for rules on how to live. And there are a bunch of rules, but largely they tell us how life works when we're living, you know, in the presence of God. And that's what Jesus is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, what Jesus is doing well. Uh, the law is not, you know, how you receive favor from God. It's how one lives mm. after they've received grace and favor. And if we've understood it, you know, and this is the second time he's he's made that accusation, you need to learn the meaning of this, that I desire, you know, mercy and not sacrifice. Mm. So it should lead us, you know, to the place of humility and mercy toward one another rather than self-righteousness and smugness and entitlement. You know, that uh, a lot of times legalism leads us to. 
And mm-hmm. I would say in 11, he almost, it seemed like he tried to give them that visual, you know, like if you have a sheep and it falls into the pit on the Sabbath, you know, what do you do with that? <laughs> well, we'll get that do done you, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yet, you know, that's what we are. Dang, that so. sheep is so valuable to yeah, us. Well, exactly. how much more valuable? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. No, it, it is so sad when we can take the scriptures and, yeah. and manipulate them or twist them to not display the heart of God that he's trying to reveal to us. Mm-hmm. And, and he just lets us know so clearly, like you would go after your sheep and isn't a, a, a person so much more valuable mm-hmm. than that sheep. And so, so I love seeing Jesus's heart towards those who society is kind of outcast or said, you know, they're not deserving. Mm-hmm. He goes right up to them and, and mm-hmm. gives them so much grace and so much mercy, which is exactly what he's done to each and every one of us, mm-hmm. though undeserving given us so much in himself. Even in the healing in 13, when he told the man to stretch out his hand and it was completely restored and sound, you know, instead of rejoicing over that healing, the Pharisees went off to plot how they could, you know, capture him or, you know, um, kill him. Yeah, this is bad news. You know, God is uh, restoring people. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, bummer. Yeah. And no one's rejoicing, so sad. It is. Mm Mm-hmm. And what a fantastic passage. It is. Uh, Sydney, you mind closing us in prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we do thank you for this passage, and we thank you for the incredible gift that you've given us in your Son, Jesus. And we do acknowledge that he um, is not only Lord of the Sabbath, but he is our Sabbath rest. And Father, he has completed and fulfilled the law, and he has set us free. Um, Lord, these are big things, and so... Um, help us to really think on these things today. Help them to sink into our hearts and, and really rejoice in the work of Christ on our behalf. It's in your Son's most precious name that we, we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.